are back. Three things with JR, episode number 24. And uh, it's just me today here in the bedroom. It's late on a Sunday night. I am all by myself. I can say whatever I want and nobody can stop me. And I'll find out on Tuesday when this episode drops if I said anything really dumb or not. Uh, Hopefully not. Hopefully it's all a bunch of smart stuff that comes out of my mouth. I have some idea of what I want to talk about, but I don't really uh, have a script for tonight. I just more like I got some bullet points, things I want to talk about. Uh, And before we get to the official three things, I just some other random stuff I figured I would uh, update everybody on. We'll start with the uh, performance of this podcast. For the first 23 episodes, uh, we have uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 listeners, almost, just barely under, 391 listeners or listens, total plays is what that number actually is, according to my uh, the dashboard with all the stats on it on anchors, uh, anchor.fm, the website that I use to update and upload the podcast. Uh, and uh, so 391. So we're almost at a milestone. 400 plays would be kind of cool. Uh, I'd love to have thousands, maybe someday. That's the goal. I, uh, I am enjoying doing this, especially since uh, comedy is not something that's happening much anymore. Although, Comedy's kind of back. I'll get to that in a minute. First, let's talk more about this podcast performance. What is the most listened to episode of Three Things with JR? If you had to guess, you would uh, probably put in there one of the uh, one of the two episodes that is the Mother's Day or the Father's Day episode, and you would be right. Mother's Day ep is the most played episode of this show so go mom dad's not a little bit far behind he's kind of underperforming a little bit and so i don't think he's doing a great job of telling all his friends about this podcast and uh, that's probably because he doesn't agree with half the things i say on this podcast so uh that could be part of it uh but i think that was a pretty great episode where my sister and i talked all about dad and it was fun for us Uh, we think it was fun to listen to And I certainly, more importantly than anything, hope Dad enjoyed it. Uh, But Mother's Day, the uh, Mother's Day episode still is number one, numero uno. Now, where are my listeners? Uh, I've talked before about uh, Japan uh, and how uh, I was surprised that we had uh, listeners in Japan until my mother reminded me that my stepson lives in Japan. Uh, But it was just weird to see such a faraway place coming up as a place where people are listening to this podcast. But it has expanded from there. We're not just in Japan. We uh, we also have a listener, and I do mean a listener, in each of the following three countries. India, Portugal, and Germany. What? Why? How did these people find this show? Like, how did they stumble upon it? And And... Why did they listen? Uh, can they even understand what I'm saying? Is there Are there Americans in these countries listening to my podcast? Do I know anybody in those countries that might listen to this podcast? Or are people using a VPN and that's the country they've chosen to make it look like they are signed into the internet in another country? Uh, maybe that is a part of the explanation. I don't know. But 
There you go. So uh, less than 1% of my audience in each of those places, India, Portugal, and Germany. The U.S., of course, is like 94% of my audience. But Ireland, for the, for the distant second place, 3%. That's, that's like three listeners, probably. Uh, that's kind of huge. What's up, Ireland? How, shout out to you over there in Ireland. I am somewhat Irish. I don't know their percentage. I haven't done the uh, ancestry thing, the 23andMe, none of that stuff. I have no idea how much. I do know that my middle name is O'Connor and that uh, I have celebrated Irish holidays for a long time, and I would love to go to Ireland. The Sons of Anarchy season uh, for that show that was on FX, for anybody that didn't watch it, go check it out. Motorcycles, gangs, and uh, almost an entire season in Ireland. That place is gorgeous. So uh, so there you go. U.S. Uh, 94, Ireland 3%. And uh, that makes me happy that this, uh, this show is truly worldwide. Uh, this last week, I spent a lot of time right here at my desk doing some video editing for the band. Uh, and that's because the band Big, my band, it, we had a gig scheduled for today, actually, August 23rd. It was a rescheduled gig from sometime in April. I believe it was like April 19th, right around Earth Day. It was an Earth Day celebration that was going to happen, I believe, in Nelson County, somewhere out there at the Rockfish something uh, Recreation Center, something like that. It was going to be a big outdoor Earth Day party, and we were the band to, that was scheduled to play that. And, of course, that got rescheduled. It got rescheduled, it got canceled, kind of, and then they decided they were going to do it today, August 23rd, and then a week and a half, two weeks ago, it was changed to all virtual. And so basically, our participation in the uh, Nelson County Earth Day celebration thing is, has to be virtual. So instead of lugging all of our PA gear out to Nelson County to play music today, Instead, last week we lugged all the stuff, all my, my, my good drums, some of our PA equipment, all into Gary's basement along with a couple cameras, and we recorded us playing about a 50-minute set uh, live. One take each song, one and done, just like a real live performance. Uh, and uh, I edited all those together into one long video, uh, and uh, we submitted that to the folks over there at uh, in Nelson County. And uh, they're going to play it. I believe they're going to drop the videos like th two or three songs per video over the course of four or five days. Uh, I will let you in on a little secret. The full video is available on the Band Big's YouTube channel. So you don't have to wait for them to drop it. If you want to go see it, you can actually go see it right now. We are in the uh, this episode gets uh, gets dropped on during the middle of the week where they're putting these things out. So I don't know exactly how that's going to work. Uh, that's hopefully a new audience for us, people in Nelson County that celebrate Earth Day. And uh, maybe we'll get some people paying attention to us. Because you know it would be cool? It would be awesome if we had more subscribers on the band's YouTube channel. Uh, I was trying to figure out what is exactly our YouTube URL. I was hoping... I was going into the settings and looking at YouTube and thinking, I hope it's YouTube.com slash The Band Big. You know, we're The Band Big if you go on Instagram or Facebook, uh, but uh, we're not. We're like YouTube.com slash a bunch of gobbledygook. 
And I dug a little bit and found out that to be able to get a customized fancy URL, you have to have at least 100 subscribers. And I believe we have four. So 96 more people. Um, you, listening to this right now, go find the Band Big's YouTube page and subscribe, please. And then tell your friends and get them to subscribe. Then we can have a fancy URL which will make all the difference in the world uh, to getting more people to find our band's YouTube channel to watch. Because we actually do have plans to put more stuff out since it doesn't seem like there's going to be a ton of opportunities to actually play live for people in venues anymore or anytime soon. So, so start to check out the Band Big's YouTube channel. We're hoping to put more stuff there. Uh. Please like and subscribe and uh, let us know you're watching. That would be fantastic. Video editing is fun. I did that uh, for several hours a night, three different nights this last week, uh, getting all these songs put together. We had two cameras, so I was able to go back and forth between the two cameras, getting everything timed just right and looking just right. And uh, I'll tell you, video editing is fun. I thoroughly enjoy that. And there's people that hate it that think it's tedious. I think it's... Uh, it's a creative outlet for me. I could definitely spend a lot of time editing video. I like, I like lining up the shots. I like the timing of when you switch from one camera to another and the creative things you can do with that part of editing. The part of video editing I don't get or don't do is all the, all the really technical stuff like fixing the color and the exposure and making those kinds of subtle adjustments, color correction and stuff like that. I've not ever really spent any time doing that, but just actually creating the edit, that part, that's all me. I enjoy doing that, and I think you'll enjoy watching this video. I had a pretty good uh, time putting it together, so definitely check it out. The Band Big. The video on YouTube is actually called The Band Big Performs a Live Set of All Original Songs in Big Central, Gary's Basement. That's the name of the video. Uh, our channel is called The Band Big. But the URL, like I said, it's kind of funky. And if you just search for the band big, that really doesn't work either, at least not with spaces. Let me try without spaces. If you type in the band big, all is one word in your YouTube search window. Yeah, we do come right up to the top. So that's the way to find us. Just search for the band big, all one word right there on YouTube, and you'll find our channel. We've only got a couple videos up there now, but definitely uh, more to come in the next year. Uh, as we look at that as a way to get our music out to the world. Uh, so there you go. <clears throat> In other creative pursuits, comedy is back, at least just a little bit. Uh, I, have gone, I have done three live comedy sets since the COVID thing started. Uh, when it started, uh, I guess I was, I was actually in Stanton at an open mic at Pompeii Lounge, this weird sort of little upstairs bar place uh, on Beverly Street in Stanton. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the street it's on. One of the streets that got flooded recently in Stanton. But this place is cool. It's a, it's a great place. You can smoke inside. You can smoke on this little patio and do comedy. And it's a, it's a weird little Stanton crowd, and it's awesome. And that was the last night of comedy before uh, the whole COVID pandemic really sort of shut everything down. <coughs> And uh, so that was back in March. And 
no comedy until a couple weeks ago uh, in Stanton at a, uh, a small brewery in Stanton. I think it's Red Beard or something like that. Uh, and that open mic did not go so great, uh, at least not for me. I had to open the show. This is the one, if you heard my Chris Allen episode, we talked about this. Uh, it was uh, the first foray back into comedy, and uh, after ten minutes, uh, of, of, after seven minutes out of a ten-minute set, finally got some laughs. Uh, but these last two gigs have gone significantly better than that. Uh, I did an open mic at Brothers Craft Brewing in Harrisonburg, courtesy of Stephen Cantrell, puts that show on and that was fantastic i did 10 minutes i did some new stuff i did some old stuff and it was fun just to see if i could remember the old jokes uh, that i've been telling for a couple years now and refining and making better and uh, yeah they all came back kind of like riding a bike not exactly but kind of and there was enough of a crowd there that it was fun that i got good response i uh, i felt like well i felt like it went well like and it was it was nice. Like, it was nice to be doing it again. It was something I was doing three or four nights a week, and all of a sudden, nothing. And so I've just completely shifted all of my time and energy away from all the things that got sort of canceled with COVID. So stand-up comedy, playing music out to people, uh, singing in a choir, playing softball. Those are the main things. Also, of course, just going out and going to the movies and out to dinner, all that stuff just gone. What do I do with my evening? So I, what I do is I go play disc golf. And that's been where my energy has been channeled for many months now. But uh, it would be nice to start to slowly mix back in these other pursuits. And comedy is definitely one that uh, I really miss. And it was nice to do it again at an open mic on Thursday. The main reason I did that open mic was because, one, it was available to do. First, first uh, live show available to me. And two, I actually had a paid gig on Saturday night. Uh, and this is when comedy really felt like it was back for me. And uh, I hope there's more of these. But uh, we had a nice show at Keswick Vineyards, which is I've been to several vineyards in the Charlottesville area. And many of them are very nice. But Keswick Vineyards is by far the nicest place. Now, we were at the event space near the private residence. They have a huge tent set up. Normally, they would hold weddings and stuff there all throughout the summer. And that's, of course, not happening much. So they're looking for ways to pay for that big tent. And so they reached out to me, and we did a comedy show. And I hosted the show. Chris Allen headlined the show, and Winston Hodges was our feature. And it was awesome. Uh, I brought the PA system. Well, I brought my mixer and a couple microphones just so that we all didn't have to use the same mics. They actually had a really nice PA set up in the tent. And it's weird. They're out in, in the, in the you know, they're right off of Route 231 outside of Charlottesville, kind of between Charlottesville and Gordonsville. And this is like very swanky country area, right? Uh, so lots of big McMansions out there and very, lots of people, lots of people got a lot of land and some beautiful farms and Keswick Vineyards is a gorgeous place. And somehow they have to keep the noise down. They're not exactly in the middle of nowhere, but they, it doesn't seem like they have really close neighbors, but they have a, a, a very, uh, sort of a strict policy on the PA system. It has to have uh, certain speakers. They have to be facing a certain direction and uh, otherwise, they get in trouble with the noise ordinance. And so we had to use their PA along with our microphones, and it worked. It worked great, but it just seemed weird that they have to be so careful with sound. Like, they can't have 
wedding bands play. Live live bands in the tent are too loud, apparently. Uh, they can have DJs, but they are tightly controlling how loud that music can be. But they have more control because it's not a live performance. So, you know, they don't have a drummer like me just banging the hell out of the drums as loud as he wants, disturbing the neighbors a mile or two away, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that, that part was kind of weird. But the uh, the place itself, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and we had such a fun time. The crowd was into it. Winston killed it. Chris Allen killed it. I even did okay as the host. Uh, and uh, the weirdest part of the whole night, though, was when my boss's boss showed up. Uh, and uh, apparently he likes, uh, he tr- uh, frequents, he's friends with the people that run and own Keswick Vineyards. And uh, having my boss's boss sit in the front row definitely added something to comedy gigs that hasn't been there before. I've done comedy now for three years. Never once did I feel like uh, I should be careful with what I'm going to say uh, because my boss's boss is in the audience. And that's what it felt like that night. And I did not hold back. I said all the same jokes I do normally, even ones where I talk about um, drinking and smoking and things like that. Uh, And uh, I don't know. Uh, I was uh, a little little worried about doing it in front of the boss's boss, but uh, he was fine. And uh, I talked to him afterwards. He had a great time, he and his wife. Uh, so no, no regrets, and I'm pretty sure I've still got a job tomorrow morning. So that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, that's all the random shit that's on my mind. Let's get into some things. Thing number one, superstitions, supernatural stuff. That stuff is just not for me. I've never really gotten into it. Things like um, walking under ladders, black cats, black breaking mirrors, throwing salt over your shoulder, none of that stuff. Good luck, bad luck. I don't really believe in it. And I I never really have subscribed to these theories about superstitions, about how they uh, can actually affect anything. I never have, but I never really thought about it much. And it's occurred several times recently where somebody's like, oh, you said that, now this is going to happen. I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't really believe in that. That's not how things work. That's not how this, uh, that's not how, that's not what causes things to happen is, is, you know, uh, I have a hard time getting on board with superstitions. Friday the 13th, for example, uh, Friday the 13th is a pretty widely known, you know, supposed to be bad luck. Bad shit happens on Friday the 13th. And I have had bad stuff happen on Friday the 13th, but I don't think it happened because it was Friday the 13th. For example, I had a pretty bad motorcycle accident a few years ago at 11.30 at night on a Friday night, April 13th. And I hit a deer. I went down hard, broke an ankle, broke some ribs, uh, and it was bad. And it happened on Friday the 13th, so it's fun to tell people that. But do I have any belief that it happened because it was Friday the 13th? No. It happened because I was riding a motorcycle on a curvy country road at 11.30 at night with deer everywhere. Deer was all over the place on my ride home from in town in Charlottesville out to my house here in Free Union. And I got to within about two miles of the house and I had seen 20, 30 deer milling along the side of the road all the way home. And so I was driving or riding a little slower than I normally do when that happened, but it wasn't enough. There was a bunch of deer, and one of them just out of nowhere comes flying out onto the road. Most of the deer just hanging out, sitting there on the side of the road, eating grass. 
looking up, seeing when cars go by. Maybe they run away, but they don't run to the road, except this one. He was just crossing the road at full speed, and it just happened to be when I was on the road. So he hit the bike. I went down. He, of course, dead in the ditch. Uh, but that all happened on a Friday the 13th, just coincidentally. That's just how it happened. So that supernatural stuff, it's just not for me. It's fine when it's in the movies. I enjoy movies where you know, fantastical things happen that could never happen in real life. That can be very entertaining, but I know it's just fantasy. I don't, I don't mind that. Uh, but uh, in real life, uh, I have no belief that things are happening that uh, have a supernatural explanation. Uh, and, you know, just because something can't be explained by you or anyone else right now doesn't mean that there's not an explanation that is based in reality. I firmly believe that. I have yet to see anything that couldn't somehow be explained by rational reality, logic, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, and the, according to um, Wikipedia, I was just looking up superstitions and Wikipedia came up. And according to Wikipedia, a superstition is any belief or behavior based upon one's trust in luck or other irrational, unscientific or supernatural forces. So, yeah, that's not for me. Uh, it's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like believing in a God or religion. It's just not for me. It's not something that is in me. It's not part of my brain. It's part, not part of my makeup. It's not something I can do, um, nor do I care to or want to. And I don't feel like it's anything that's missing from my life either. I am totally okay with nothing supernatural existing. And you know what? If something supernatural does exist and it shows itself, awesome. That's fine too. If that's reality, I am totally great with it. But until then... Uh, I'm just going to stick with what I know to be real and go with that. And now, some music from our recording last week in Gary's basement. And we're back. Thing number two, my Uncle Jimmy. I did not know my Uncle Jimmy very well, but God, I wish I had. Uh, I knew him well enough to have some pretty cool experiences, and I want to tell you about him. Thing number two is normally saved for 
musical stuff, pop culture stuff, you know, things like that. And this is no exception, but it all sort of centers around my Uncle Jimmy. Now, uh, I've heard more stories about Uncle Jimmy than I have had personal experiences with Uncle Jimmy, but uh, he is one of my relatives on my mother's side, uh, my mother's mother's brother's uh, kids. When he was alive, he was the coolest uncle. Uh, he drove a Corvette. Uh, he looked like Jimmy Buffett. He lived in Florida, and he lived what seemed like a very Jimmy Buffett-like life. That's who I always associated him with because he kind of looked like him and kind of had this uh, sort of carefree parrot head sort of attitude. And uh, he was awesome. Of course, there was a dark side to Jimmy. I believe there was drugs involved and things like that. But uh, even still, he was easily the coolest uncle ever. And uh, he, uh, he did die unceremoniously. He died in a car accident that was not even his fault. Uh, and, uh, it was very sad when he died. Uh, I, I, I miss him greatly. Uh, but here's two of the coolest things ever. Um, my mother and I were talking about uncle Jimmy recently and she, when she was, uh, 16, she has a memory of going to Atlanta, Georgia, or maybe Florida, wherever he lived at the time and, uh, and hanging out with uncle Jimmy. And, uh, he took her out for a ride in his Corvette T tops off riding in a Corvette. And the reason we found, I, I, I talked to mom about this recently is because this was her first time ever hearing Stairway to Heaven. She said, I can remember where I was exactly the first time I ever heard Stairway to Heaven. Uncle Jimmy's Corvette with Uncle Jimmy. Oh my God, how freaking cool is that? Uh, is to be with your coolest uncle, listening to one of the coolest songs ever, in one of the coolest cars ever. Stairway to Heaven in a Corvette with Uncle Jimmy. Hell yeah. All right, fast forward a few years to when I was like 14 or 15. We were on a vacation down in Florida, and Uncle Jimmy and his girlfriend were there, and uh, Uncle Jimmy needed to borrow my Uncle Joe's car to go to his brother's house to pick something up. And he invited me to go with him uh, late at night, like leaving the vacation house at like 11 o'clock at night. This was going to be a couple hours of driving from Amelia Island, Florida, over to other side of Jacksonville and back late at late, late at night. And I so wanted to go with Uncle Jimmy and my mom could tell. And she did not stop it. She let me do it. She let me go with Uncle Jimmy, even though she knew that Uncle Jimmy could potentially be a bad influence, but she had some pretty cool memories of being with Uncle Jimmy, and she did not really feel like she wanted to deny me of that. So knowing the risk, she let it happen. And I'm so glad she did, because I, I have several great things that I remember about this trip. First off, the car. My Uncle Joe's car. He was a uh, big fan of large American cars. I believe it was like a Lincoln Continental and I, of course, was riding in the back on this uh, late night road trip. And I had all the room I could possibly want in the back of that car. We were at the beach. I got in barefoot and just just laid out and had a great time in the back of the uh, Lincoln Continental. And I've always enjoyed large American cars ever since that night, even before then. But uh, that really solidified it. So cool car hanging with Uncle Jimmy, coolest uncle ever. Uh, at some point I finally got uncle Jimmy and his girlfriend to, uh, to let me smoke cigarettes without telling my mom. 
And that's how cool Uncle Jimmy was, is that he did not ever tell my mom. Uh, and uh, that was awesome. So uh, the last thing, uh, no, two more things. Uh, also, on the way back from picking up whatever it was he had to pick up, probably drugs, uh, but uh, we stopped at a diner. So it's like 1 o'clock in the morning at a diner, and I'm barefoot, and we go in. We uh, we hurry into a table so they don't notice I'm barefoot, and uh, I still remember exactly what we ordered. I got a patty melt. I had never heard of a patty melt at that time. I was like 14, and uh, a patty melt, a, sh- a grilled cheese basically with, with mushrooms and stuff in it. Holy crap. I can still taste how good that patty melt was. Probably because it was late at night and I was hanging with Uncle Jimmy, everything was sort of amplified with how awesome it was. And last but not least, I also have a musical memory of a ride in a car with my Uncle Jimmy. He had a mixtape that he had created of a bunch of great songs that I had never heard of, uh, including two songs by a band called The Beat Farmers. And I don't believe this band exists anymore. They're uh, one of their lead singers, Country Dick Montana, uh, voiced the two songs that we uh, we were listening to, uh, courtesy of Uncle Jimmy, uh, California Kid and Happy Boy. Uh, and these two songs are etched in my memory. Uh, they are available on Spotify. Please definitely go check them out. Google it. The Beat Farmers. And listen to the whole album. They have, I believe, one full album The whole thing is great, but these two songs don't sound like anything else on the album, right? These seem like just a good, like maybe a Texas band from the 80s, right? And this would have been something that happened in the 80s, me and my Uncle Jimmy driving uh, late at night in Florida in the the mid-80s, and uh, this... uh, this this whole this album is great. I still listen to the Beat Farmers. I know all the songs. It is fantastic. But these two songs, California Kid and Happy Boy, uh, they use a different lead singer, this crazy guy, Country Dick Montana, and these are kind of weird, funny uh, songs, kind of uh, like uh, you know novelty songs. And uh, God, I mean, I, I could sing every word for you, but I won't. I think maybe I'll just play a cut from it. I was walking down the street on a sunny day. Hubba, 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 hubba. Feeling in my bones as I have my way. Hubba, 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 hubba. Oh, I'm a happy boy. Happy boy. I'm a happy boy. Happy boy. Oh, it is good when things are going your way. Hey, hey. Uh, anyway, um, and it's no stairway to heaven, but happy boy is is my stairway to heaven. Uh, and uh, there you go. So thing number two, Uncle Jimmy. Coolest music, coolest memories, coolest cars that I can think of. Uh, so there you go. That's my tribute to Uncle Jimmy. Thing number three, I am a Gampa. That's my grandpa name. I have been wondering now for over two years, what is my grandpa name going to be? So Chester's two daughters, Aria and Malia, they call me Adam, which makes sense because my stepson Chester calls me Adam. He doesn't call me dad. I'm not his biological father. He's got one of those that he calls dad. I have always been Adam to Chester. And I believe I'm going to be Adam to Aria and Malia as well. Uh, And so that's just fine. So I don't have one of those funny grandpa names with my first two granddaughters. My third granddaughter, however, Aaliyah, my daughter Allison's daughter, uh, is now just, uh, she's what, two and a couple months. So like 26, 28 months, something like that. And uh, she is really talking up a storm now and is calling me Gampa. 
I dig it. I like the funny grandpa names. Uh, I've heard funny ones over the years, and uh, I didn't want to just have a boring one, you know, like Grandpa or Paw or Pap Pap. Those are good. But Gampa, I think that's a pretty good one. So I'm sticking with Gampa. You can just call me that if you want. I'll take that. That's a new nickname. I'll just be Gampa. I can be everybody's Gampa, but it's really Aaliyah that calls me that right now. So uh, and a couple months ago, we were hanging. Allison and Aaliyah were over at my house, and uh, they were spending the night. And uh, they were there to watch a movie, and we decided to watch, because uh, she hadn't seen it yet, uh, the latest Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And man, such a good movie. I've seen it three times now, and it just gets better with each viewing. And uh, of course, Allison loved it. She likes Quentin Tarantino. She follows sort of my tastes in movies and, and a bunch of stuff like that. So, uh, But you know who really loved it was Aaliyah. She was just way into it. Uh, and uh, really, I think she's improved her vocabulary as a result of uh, listening to Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's got a lot of great words in it, and uh, she picked... No, I'm just kidding. She didn't... She wasn't even paying attention. She was paying attention enough. In fact, she was really watching it towards the end when there is kind of a crazy scene involving a dog, and uh, I knew what was coming, so we made sure that Aaliyah's eyes were averted, diverted, not uh, not watching the movie when uh, when the sort of the crazy ending happens. So uh, rest assured, no Aaliyahs were harmed in the viewing of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, but the nicest memory I have or the nicest experience I had with Aaliyah recently, uh, I was babysitting her while Allison was uh, getting some stuff done with her car. And uh, Aaliyah was up late and she hadn't taken a nap and she was just like not going to go to sleep. She wanted to kept keep playing and talking and it was getting late we all kind of wanted to go to bed but uh but we couldn't because Aaliyah wouldn't go to sleep so what do we do I put Hamilton on thanks to Disney plus and I put Aaliyah on my lap and we watch Hamilton and I sing along with all the songs like I do every time I watch and listen to Hamilton and she was asleep in five minutes and that's that's the power of Gampa Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. I love you. Good night.